0: Welcome to Who What Wear with Hilary Kerr, your direct line to the designers, stylists, beauty experts, editors, and tastemakers who are shaping the ever-evolving world of fashion. I'm your host, Hilary Kerr, and today I'm joined by stylist, street-style icon, and new star of Bling Empire New York, Tina Lern. Tina's worked with major brands like Valentino and Lueve, and is known for sharing her incredible style via Instagram to her global fashion audience. Earlier in the pandemic, alongside other fashion-heavy hitters like Philip Lim, Laura Kim of Oscar de la Renta, and Ezra William, she started the empowering digital series and comic, House of Slay, in which superheroes take on racism, hatred, bullying, and fear of the quote-unquote other. Tina's here to bring us inside her world, from the designers she has her eye on to the places her crew eats in each fashion capital around the world. It's all coming up on Who What Where. Tina, I just realized we have a mutual friend who is also a Tina. Tina Craig. I love her so much. So much. She mama-bared me into her car at Fashion Week when Who What Wear was like a handful of years old. And we were just two broke kids trying to figure it out. She's like, I have a car. Come with me. And she's been like the light of my life ever since.
1: Yeah, she's the best. She really does mama-bear you. (laughs) And she makes you laugh so much.
0: Yes. Do you still go to Fashion Week sometimes? I do. I haven't been in the last... God, like year and a half because kids and also we have a team in New York, too. Yeah. But I think I've been to almost every single fashion week since fall 2007. Wow. Like before street style. I definitely remember that. I remember my very first Fashion Week
1: was New York Fashion Week 2004. Oh, man. I was there right after university to study a styling certificate course at FIT. And I covered it for a Tattler. (gasps) And I remember I bought these new YSL boots to wear. And then now it's insane. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We remember the old days. (laughs) Yeah. The old days.
1: (laughs) I don't know which is better. It's just different, I guess.
0: Yes. And I'm always trying to remind myself, I'm like, change is neither good nor bad. It's just change. Yeah. It's just change. So on that note, Tina, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you here. And for anyone who doesn't know, you are a stylist, you are a street style icon, and you are a new star in Bling Empire, New York. So... Let's start at the beginning. For anyone who isn't familiar with your work, can you talk a little bit about how you found your way to fashion? So my first love was actually the theater. Really?
1: I love acting and I love being on stage. I don't know about now. I don't know if I'd still love that, but... (laughs) So I went to Bates College because my dad wanted me to go to a liberal arts college. But all I took were acting classes and theater classes. So I transferred to the University of Bristol and studied theater, film, and television. And during the three years, I was on a plane somewhere and I realized I didn't want to kiss any strangers or anyone that wasn't my boyfriend at the time. So I decided, okay, what is my next favorite thing? And that is fashion. Magazines was the thing that got my heart racing every single month. I'd run to the newsstands and pick up all the magazines and flip to the back and look at the fashion editorials and think to myself, how do I do this? So during summer vacations and Christmas and whatnot, I would go and assist stylists wherever I was. And from there, I got a job at a magazine, Prestige Magazine in Hong Kong, which was just opening at the time and I was in the hair salon with my hairstylist who also was styling here and there in Hong Kong. You kind of do everything. I was still studying the one-year course at FIT, and it was so helpful. They even taught you how to invoice and all of that stuff. So I was back in Hong Kong for the summer, getting my haircut, and I had my test sheets and my portfolio with me, and I showed my hairstylist, who was like, ooh, let me show this one guy here who's starting a magazine. What? And it was Gordon Lam, and he was starting Prestige. So we met up, and then I got the job. Wow. I stayed one year there, but I think as an Aries, I just couldn't
0: work at a nine to five.
1: So I went freelance after that. So tell me
0: a little bit about being a freelancer. So I worked at Elle Magazine in New York, and then I went freelance for a little bit before starting Who, What, Where. And I loved it in some ways, but I also was just terrified the entire time because you never know where your next job is coming from. What was it like for you? How were you getting work? And can you tell me a little bit about maybe like an early moment where you felt like, okay, this is working. I can do this.
1: I mean, even now to this day, I don't know if things are, you know, working because (laughs) it can go from zero to 100 back to negative 500 within the course of days. Freelance life is not for those that get scared easily. I remember... I also styled for advertisements like Coca-Cola or Dell, and they didn't have enough budget for the wardrobe, so I'd have to go into Zara and H&M, and I think it was Marks & Spencer that also you can buy and return. It's not like the States where you can return (laughs) everything whenever. (laughs) So I would go in the changing room, take a photo on my body, do the different outfits, and then without the head, put it on the PDFs to pitch to the clients. That is scrappy. So scrappy. And then I remember also styling for Four Seasons and doing beds and creasing them and pinning them and doing Four Seasons Macau for two weeks. And in Macau, you can kind of get through the malls and stuff without ever leaving and going into the outside. So I don't think I breathed any fresh air for two whole weeks. I have so many different random things that I did. Even when people ask me, what do I do now? I'm like,
0: whatever people can hire me for, basically. First of all, I love that. Second of all, you know, I look at your career and I see that you have your finger on the pulse of so many amazing trends and you're so early on things and you obviously work with all of these brands in such interesting capacities. You've worked with all sorts of very, very covetable companies like Loewe and Prada and my personal favorite, Valentino. You're always at fashion shows. You obviously have this very deep knowledge of the fashion industry and what's going on. So I'm curious about what designers and what brands you're really excited about right now.
1: As you mentioned, Valentino, Paolo can do no wrong. I'm so excited about what Glenn Martin is doing at Y Project, at Diesel, yeah. and then that Gautier show he did. There are shows that get me so teary. Oh, I'm very excited for Harris Reed at Nina Ritchie coming up. What are you excited about?
0: I mean, I basically just want to buy everything Kate right now. I feel like it's always super interesting. It's just clean and simple Totem is always high on my list. I'm a very strong Valentino girly. Mm-hmm. There's something so fundamentally optimistic about the brand that always makes me feel happy. It's Valentino and Gucci that make me
1: every season tear up. And there was this one show, Dior Couture with Raf, mm-hmm. where there were like flowers coming from below. And it was Pat doing the makeup. She's so talented. When everything comes together with the music and the choreography,
0: it's like theater. It is. And I feel that way about Rodarte a lot because Mm. I feel like the music is always really amazing. You know, I also I just feel like there's a lot of interesting talent out there right now who feel like they have a fresh and interesting perspective.
1: And living in New York, there's so many people here as well, and small up-and-coming designers that I found on Instagram, like what I wore for New Year's, Mia Vesper. She uses deadstock fabrics and things, and and it was random. I bought this one shirt from her with a tiger. I think it came from a rug or something, and then I wore it for New Year's Eve, and Pete Davidson wore it the same night. These little random brands just come out and there's so much creativity there and just finding things on Instagram. Seriously.
0: Okay. So can we talk a little bit about Bling Empire? And I'm curious what it's like working on the show and why you were interested in being a part of this project. Yeah. It's so far from anything
1: I've ever done (laughs) or ever... in a million years would ever think I would do. But um, I got a DM from Jeff Jenkins Productions saying, we have a project. Let's talk. I really love the idea of representation. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I grew up in Hong Kong and I didn't even care about this word or even think of things like this because I saw my face everywhere. But moving here and especially with Stop Asian Hate and all of that, I realized, okay, all of us have a duty to help those in your circle, et cetera, et cetera. So besides from that, anytime something scares me, I'm like, okay, I have to do this. I also in the future would love to have my own line of shoes Ooh, and my own champagne. Great. So I was thinking this would help. Yes! And the fact that I recommended some of the cast members, and I know all of them, and they're my friends,
0: so I'm like, why not? But mostly because I was so scared. So was the process what you expected, and what are you most excited for people to see? The process was tough, because it's a lot of talking.
1: So they don't just follow you around on your normal day-to-day. They add things to your schedule with the other cast members. So it's a lot. But I'm very glad I did it. And like Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things. Yeah. I mean, this is not like I'm talking about filming a reality show. I'm not saving the world or whatever. But um, what do I hope that people... Well, on Instagram, how most people know me is through photos... I just hope people get to know me for who I am and to know as well that though it may seem so shiny from the outside, what is most important at the end of the day are friends and your friendships and connections and heart-to-heart talks and
0: things like that. I love that. I also would love to ask you about an award that you just won from the CFDA, the Positive Social Influence Award for your project, House of Slay. Can you tell our audience a little bit about the project and then how it all came together? Because it has just been such a joy to watch from the outside. So during the lockdown, I stayed
1: here. And so did Philip Lim, Prabal Garong, Laura Kim, Ezra William. And we kind of live around each other. So every day, you know, we'd have that one hour walk. And later on we'd walk to Sunrise Mart and get some snacks. We would post about it on Instagram because, you know, we only saw each other every day. And I think we also wanted everyone to feel the community and the support that we had for each other. And then we had an opportunity to do a comic series and to be our own superhero and so we just started with that and i'm just still so shocked that we got a cfda award it didn't really hit me until after we gave our speech and then each of us got our own to do the photo call and then i was whispering to ezra i was like you know you and i were never gonna get a cfda award again we really need to like, remember this moment because we're not designers or anything, but we're so thankful. And this is just a starting point. I don't know what we're going to do in the future, but I just want to spread love. And my team and I we were speaking the other day and I said, when I leave this earth, all I
0: really want is to have made people feel good. Well, I'm looking forward to the movie and... I am looking forward to my kids falling in love with it because they love a superhero and one that takes on racism and hatred and bullying and fear. Like they need more stories like that. Everyone needs stories like that. Exactly. So you have a really wild schedule in the sense of you have projects all around the world. You travel all the time. You have fashion weeks. You're always working on something incredible. And the part that I love. Eating something incredible. Mm. So I'm wondering if we can go through a handful of major fashion cities and talk about some of your favorite restaurants or things to eat there. Yes. All right. So let's keep it easy and start with New York. So I have to
1: first say I'm not a fine dining person. So if you're looking for fine dining tips, it's not me. That would be Laura Kim. (laughs) <laughs> but I love homey food and Asian food. So here, I would say Pho Bang is my favorite Pho place. They're like family to me already. Hao Noodle, great for Taiwanese noodles. And N, Japanese brasserie. Oh. Omen for Japanese food. Pinch Chinese. If you like Ding Tai feng, which is the chain. If you like that type of soup dumpling with a really thin skin, then pinch is your place. For Uptown, I like Shunli West, which is right across from the Lincoln Center and has dragons everywhere. So it's very festive. Polo bar. Oh, classic. Classic. Always eat too many of the popovers (laughs) that get too full for the main. Uh, Oh, wait. YN. Ezra's restaurant. A little spicy for me, but people who like spicy food, you guys should go YN. That's me. Yes. And Joe's pizza. I love still. Because it's perfect. Yeah, it is. Okay, what about Paris? Paris, there's a Korean restaurant I love in the 16th, Wujong. I always eat my bulgogi there. And first night before couture or the first night before the week starts, we're all there and just catching up from friends from all around the world before we start the week. Also like Petite Leticia for their pepper steak, steak au poivre. And Shangri-La has good dim sum. Okay, what about my town la i go to brodards which is like an hour drive away and did you hear the story about how the irs went over there just to watch them the whole day to see how they make their money because they make so much money that they thought there was something shady (laughs) happening they sell so many of those roles but brodards is amazing okay what about hong kong I am just dying to eat Nam Ki, which is a chain of these noodles that are sweet and sour and spicy, but I tell them no spice. (laughs) Hang's Kitchen, it's a one Michelin star restaurant in my neighborhood in Happy Valley. They have this corn, fish, rice, Mm. local Chinese soups that just warm you up and is so nutritious. Sweet and sour whatever is what they're famous for, sweet and sour pork, whatever, but I choose sweet and sour shrimp. Hong Kong, there really is so many, and I haven't been back since 2019, so there must be some new things as well.
0: Well, I've never been. A fact that oh, pains me, especially because my parents got engaged there, and my parents' wedding bands are Jade because of that, yeah. which I think is so That's lovely. Cute. So I have this like personal interest. I mean, it's Hong Kong, so like of course everyone yeah. wants to go, but I also have that little bit of that sentimental desire as well. I have to take you there Because
1: they do this thing Called Fashion Asia And the last time Caroline Issa Was a moderator And we had a panel Me, Brian, Tommy And Susie And Patrick Lee Was there Next year Maybe I'll round
0: up All of you guys And we can do a panel I was going to say, you need a moderator. I'm your girl. Yes. Yes, That would be so good. I would love it. Yes. We're manifesting your shoe line, your champagne, and we're going to Hong Kong together. I love this. This is a great way to think about 2023. Okay. Yeah. So as I've mentioned, you obviously have incredible personal style. I'm interested in the things that you wear over and over again. Like, what are your wardrobe builders? Mm. And it doesn't have to be a basic, just something that you always reach for. Leather pants. I'm Mm -hmm. wearing these
1: ones from Frankie's shop right now. I've been wearing them at least three times a week. There's this one Chapova Loena skirt I wear all the time. And every time I go out, I get at least two to three compliments I think a great double-breasted blazer is always amazing. This Saint Laurent one I have with the big shoulders and it even has the satin pocket square that I wear as a jacket or a dress out. I have this Mugler corset that I wear all the time under things, over things. Leather jacket also is very good. I have a faux leather one from Helsa, Elsa Hosk's line. That one's really good coat. It's like you're in the matrix. <laughs> And, well, for winter, I love a great thigh-high boot. They're warm. So warm.
0: I feel like no one ever really points that part out. I feel like if I wear an over-the-knee suede boot, it's like wearing a pant underneath whatever else you're wearing. It's just like an extra significantly warming layer.
1: Yeah, and it looks good, and it makes your legs look good. I have these ones I got at Hermes in both black and... Cream suede, and they go with everything, and they have a like nice round chunky heel to it. Can you tell me your wardrobe builders?
0: For me, right now, it's so simple, but I think it speaks to the fact that one Great Expectations, the Gwyneth Paltrow, Ethan Hawke version, is one of my favorites. So it's just like a simple '90s black silk skirt, yes, mid calf. You just pull it on. You can wear it with a t-shirt. You can wear it with a sweater. You can dress it up for work. You can dress it down. You can dress it for a date. You can wear it with. Burks or Chucks, you can wear it with heels, you can wear it with boots, just like it goes everywhere. I feel like that has been a real hardworking piece in my wardrobe where it's just like that and like a cowboy style boot in black Mm. and like an oversized cashmere sweater. You're not too dressed up or too dressed down. You can kind of go anywhere. It's like a secret.
1: And you're not trying too hard. It feels so comfortable. Cowboy boots are really the best thing ever. I wear my Lucchese ones that I bought from Marfa. To the airport all the time because they're comfortable, they have a bit of an edge, and they're so easy to take on and off at the airport. Yep, no laces. That is definitely a wardrobe must.
0: Okay, so speaking of travel. You travel all the time. So I'm wondering if you have any must pack travel items. Mm. I love a big coat, whether it's a trench, if it's in the summer, or like I have this black and white herringbone old Burberry coat that it's like a blanket. It never wrinkles. It goes with everything. It's just that thing where I'm like, that's my airport outerwear always. I'm wondering if you have anything like that or whatever it is. I
1: use the same bag to the airport, this Todd's Leopard Print bag. It has masks, it has sanitizer, Advil, and I put my passport in there too. So I don't even ever change my carry-on bag and I just take it with me. If you tell me I have to go to the airport now, I just grab that and I'd be set. I always need a steamer. I bring this elastic that I get from Manhattan Wardrobe Supply in case I have a sample that doesn't fit quite right. Definitely safety pins and napkins
0: for stains. The always packed bag is very key. I love that. Yes. I actually have like my, it's kind of like an emergency kit where it's like half stylist, half doctor, where it's to your point, (laughs) you know, like a shout wipe and then also Pepto-Bismol tabs. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. What about some statement pieces that you think are worth investing in or special pieces? And I know it's different for everyone, but what are some of those maybe overlooked investment items that people will not regret and wear over and over again?
1: Well, I don't know if this is overlooked, but a really great coat. I'm eyeing this gold sequin one from Valentino right now from the resort. I mean, that is art. Yes, You could frame it and put it on a wall and never get sick of it. So that, and as you know, I'm obsessed with shoes. So I still would invest in those because I still have shoes from 2005 or whatever. A really great bag, the Hermes Mini Kelly. I've been obsessed with those because they are just the right size to fit maybe three lipsticks or lip glosses, my wallet, keys,
0: and some candy. That's all I need. (laughs) Okay. So inspired by Bling Empire, I would love it if you would give our audience your personal take on what to wear for a couple of different occasions around New York. Mm -hmm, Let's do it. You're going to spend your day at a museum uptown, not like a downtown gallery situation, but like a proper museum. What would you wear? Hmm,
1: Maybe a Roxana Linsic dress. I love her. With some knee-high boots, if we're talking about winter, and a beautiful coat.
0: I feel like she has a really painterly use of color and also like shape. It gives me, like, Mondrian sometimes. and Exactly. I think that would be beautiful. Okay, what about for a show, music venue, downtown?
1: Hmm, I I might wear my Chebova Loena skirt to this and some, like, knee-high lace-up flat or platform boots with a tiny little Q-top because it gets hot in there. Yeah. And a little bag with a long strap so you can hold your drinks while you're dancing around. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, so I know you just went to your first one. So, what about for a Brooklyn Nets game? I was really
1: questioning everything <laughs> before getting dressed for this game. And then I Googled courtside basketball. What do people wear? <laughs> but um, I just wore what I bought in the middle of the night recently before. I was this Aries bandage top and skirt and just says Aries, Aries, Aries everywhere and it was red and black. So wear whatever you want if you go to a basketball
0: game. So lastly, I would like to ask you for a little advice. What is your best style advice? I would say
1: no rules is my (laughs) advice. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You'll just be like, ew, what was I wearing that day? But That's it. I mean, that's the worst that can happen. So don't be afraid to make mistakes and have fun with it is the most important thing. Because if you love clothes and you're into style, you should be having fun with it. Otherwise, you know, you can wear a t-shirt and jeans every day.
0: So yes, that would be my advice. I love it. Tina, thank you so much for your time. This was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. A huge thank you to the stylist and star of Bling Empire, New York, Tina Lern. Make sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, I'd also be so grateful if you would rate and review us. If you have any guest suggestions or any other feedback, drop us a line at podcast at or you can find us on social at whoatwear. See you next Wednesday on Who, What, Wear with Hilary Kerr. This episode was produced by Hilary Kerr and Olivia Capoletti. Editing is by Natalie Thurman. Our audio engineers are at Treehouse Recording in Los Angeles, California, and our music is by Jonathan Leahy.